Honestly, like just from hearing the story, I think you got in dick sand. As to quote Love Island season True. through season three, that's dick sand. Olivia, you got in, you got you had really good sex, yeah, and you got trapped by yeah. the dick. You got you fell into some deep, deep dick sand. Hello, welcome back to Shit They Don't Tell You podcast. This is Nikki Limo speaking. Uh, other people will call me Icebreaker123, so thank you for the sound effect, Steve. It's the sound of me breaking ice no, and breaking No, it was a cocaine balls. opening. No, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't that. It was a cocaine everyone opening. everyone listening everybody. out there without the visuals? No, no, no. It's definitely me breaking some ice. Well, they call me Ace. They haven't for a long time, though. That was your... It's been a while. It's been a while. Those were your old school, old school days. some old friends, old friends. <laughs> right. Well... And some enemies. Sometimes we ask you to ask us questions and we attempt to give you some advice based on um, our opinions on uh, the answers to those questions. However, disclaimer, we are not experts at anything. Yet. At anything. But we will be one day. I mean, there's no certifications. What, you know, quantif- what qualifies you as an expert, I guess? Just a, really, <laughs> piece, just a of piece of paper, paper right? Yeah. So like, you know. <laughs> Whatever. It's as good as you're going to get right yeah, here. Right, <laughs> right here. Exactly. Okay. Um, and also, you can ask us questions about pretty much anything. Uh, most people tend to send us relationship advice questions, but you could you could ask Which is us fine. anything. It's and fine. if you have a question, please submit to podcast at nikki.limo, and we may or may not read it on our next episode of Should They Don't Tell You, Ask Us Anything. So You could ask me for shoe advice because I, I have great taste in shoes. You don't. I buy your I, shoes. We can move on. So our first question is a little bit long, but I think it's a good question. Are you ready? Yeah, I am. Uh, and usually I don't read these beforehand, but this was so long that I was like, is it going to be worth it to, you know, to answer? What is your smirk about? You buy my shoes. It's really good. <laughs> this is really good. It's a good line. It's fucking funny. Well, I was already taking the piss out of myself, and then you took an extra piss out of me. Because I was like, I know I have bad shoe taste. Yeah. And then you just took the extra piss out of me. This is pretty sick. I loved it. I punched myself in the face, and then you followed through with a punch to the face. I mean, beautiful. So, some would say I, I'm, an I, I'm an icebreaker. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, All right. okay. Triple alley oop. All right. This is called titled "Am I Being Selfish?" Please leave anonymous. You got it. Okay. Hi, Nikki and Steve. Please keep me anonymous. I love your podcast, and I have been fans of you both for a long-ass time now. You've taught me so much and helped me mature into the semi-functional young adult that I am right now. Oh, my gosh. Good job. We love you. Thank we you so you. much. Anonymous. You did it. You did it. You did it. You just took these words, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to trust them, even though they're not experts. I'll, I'll apply it. Anyway, I need some advice. Here's the rundown. Put as briefly as I can make it. Just finished, and it's not really brief at all. Sorry. LMAO. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It is long, but it's. I think it's a good question. Okay. Okay. I am currently in college, living with my parents. I have been in a four-year relationship with someone who is also in college and recently moved back in with her parents due to COVID-19 pandemic. Her parents are not native English speakers and aren't the most highly educated, and she was afraid that they wouldn't take the necessary precautions to keep themselves safe, so she came home to basically take care of them and help pay for their food and bills while they were unemployed for some time. Hmm. Okay. I'm bisexual. My partner is bisexual. We are in a homosexual relationship. LOL. We started dating when we were 19. We were both now 23. We kept it secret for about a year, but then due to circumstances that are unimportant unimportant and honestly boring, I was essentially forced to come out to my semi-conservative parents. My dad didn't give a shit, honestly, but my mom had a bit more trouble with it, and both of them thought that the relationship was probably codependent for fuck all reasons, since they didn't even know we were together up until that point. That's parents, bro. And, and that I was not mentally healthy enough to be in a relationship at that time. Also, implicit biases were coming 
were coming out, the, um, the same implicit biases that led me to avoiding telling them about uh, us in the first place, mm. since not telling them until I moved out seemed to be the path of least resistance at the time. It wasn't fun, but I knew it would pass, since my parents tend to come around and see reason eventually. Sometimes, lol. Anyway, I came out. My partner saw the repercussions it was having on my life, and out of a combination of what I assume was pet- pity and some fleeting self- sense of self-empowerment, she came out to her parents as well. Nice. Mind you, her parents, again, are not highly educated. One dropped out of school in the third grade, and the other was a college-educated educa- person but still holds many cultural and religious beliefs against homosexuality. Mm. So when she came out to her parents, things essentially blew up. They told her that they wished she hadn't had told them, and if she could have hidden it for so long, why couldn't she hide it until they were dead? And that they'd rather have her tell them that she was pregnant. It's sinful because this is sinful and disgusting, et cetera, et cetera. Basic homophobic things. Holy shit. Yeah. That is wild. However, before she came out, she had just begun to mend her relationship with her parents, which had been fractured since childhood. It was terrible. Alcoholism, physical abuse, verbal abuse, etc. So it was very devastating to be talked to this way by them again. In combination with many other complexes she had, much to do with a general shitty childhood, my theory is she didn't want to lose her relationship with her parents, as they had always reinforced to her that they were her only friends, and that all her friends would eventually leave her because that that's just how things are but they her parents could couldn't ever leave her because they love her and they are family i know pretty abusive stuff also wow, so they create an environment where she withdraws inside of herself because and like only like really is tries to be herself at home where she can't be herself exactly holy fuck yeah also, during our early friendship and secret dating phase, her parents adored me for being a good and loyal friend to their daughter and even went so far as to call me their second daughter. Oh, that's that's hurtful that now it's not like that. Anyway, all this to say, my partner has since completely stopped talking about me to her parents and whenever we go out anywhere, she pretends I'm some other friend. They essentially pretend I don't exist and she isn't sure whether her parents have forgotten that we are dating or if they assume that we broke up or just choose to avoid the thought of me to keep the peace in the house. I understand why she wouldn't want to lose her relationship with her parents and I've always supported her decision to do what was best for herself, whether that be for her mental health, for her physical well-being or her ability to function slash do well in school slash not have to worry about distractions like this for the time being. She says she will admit that we are still in a relationship later um, when we move out together and have stable lives. However, I can't help holding some resentment. I don't harbor any resentment towards her in particular or towards her parents since I know it has a lot to do with their mental health, family background, other underlying issues. But it does kind of suck to be in a relationship with someone who at 23 has to sneak around with me. To some extent, I feel kind of ashamed and rejected, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if it's even a good idea to bring this up to her as it'll definitely make her feel guilty. Any ideas? And then there's this one part, there's one paragraph that says this part is less important, but um, to sum it up, they, she got she adopted a kitten raised the kitten for three weeks and agreed it would be our our kitten quote unquote and she had to finesse a situation to like take care of this kitten because her mom didn't want it um, but basically she bottle fed it and like took care of this kitten and then um, her girlfriend goes to her parents and tells them she has a cat and they, and they want to meet the cat and they fall in love with it and they end up taking the cat um, so the cat now lives with her girlfriend and um, because of the situation now uh, anonymous here only gets to see the cat w- once every two weeks and she's like really misses the cat and it's adding to the resentment which i don't think is less important to be honest no that's that's totally reasonable dude i've un- trust me i understand losing a pet dude that's no joke yeah and then um she goes i already know that i'm being selfish here obviously but it's not invalid in my opinion 
I just don't know how to approach the situation without feeling like I'm being impatient slash immature slash adding to my partner's personal baggage slash You're being a human being unnecessarily. Yo. I don't want to hurt anyone and I love her dearly. Thanks you for get any- to have feelings too. That's my thing, right? Yeah. Well, last oh. sentence. Thanks for the advice whatsoever. I love you guys so much. Thanks for helping me through a hard times throughout my life. We love you. We love you. You get to have feelings too. The, the, her parents aren't the only people who get to have feelings. She isn't the only person. Not that she's really being that way. But yeah. you you feel this way, so it's okay to talk about it. Yeah, I, I don't think you should invalidate your own feelings. Yeah. I mean, um, if... Uh, being being someone's dirty secret is not that's not nice that's not a nice feeling also what her parents have conditioned her to believe uh, your girlfriend is that um friends will come and go but family's forever right blood is thicker than water all that stuff but i personally believe and again not an expert just a personal opinion but i think your partner is if it's your life partner that you should be seeking someone that has your back because they are your life partner. Yes. Your parents are gonna die, probably. I mean, like we don't like to well think put, about that, well or we don't like to think about that. But they'll probably die before you. Yeah. And so, you know, if that's your only source of companionship is your parents, and they have each other, mind you, mm-hmm. um, then you're gonna be very lonely. I think that. The whole point in finding a, a companion, a partner, a life partner is you're finding someone that has your back. And so in this situation, your partner doesn't have your back. Your partner is pretending that you don't exist. And she says, yeah, like, well, I'll eventually tell them that, like, you're still in a relationship, you know, later when we move out together. But in th- the time being, that's shitty. It sucks that you guys have been together for four years. So you've built a lot of trust together. There's been a lot built. And I get all sides. And I'm glad that you're so empathetic and you're compassionate towards your partner. And, and you're being respectful towards her parents and their situation. But I think it, co- it comes at a cost to your um, self-esteem and happiness when you are just basically calling yourself selfish for feeling that way. Exactly. That's not fair. You know, you're you like Steve said, you're a person and like that hurts. You're allowed to be hurt. That hurts. Yeah. And I I also think that um, I don't know. I don't I obviously I don't know her relationship with her parents. OK, but but what kind of relationship could you have with your parents? What, what kind of reward? Well, an abusive one. Well, no, but exactly. Yeah, that's that. But that's that's not being analyzed. Right. Like, it's just like, well, if I just act like I'm not this person that I am around my parents, then they'll love me. Like it's a it's a transactional thing that's mm. going on. If I hide certain parts of myself that I already told them about, then we're all just going to pretend like the elephant is in the room anymore. Well, it's a narcissistic codependent relationship yes. with her parents that she has for sure. Um, and that actually, I mean, I hope that your girlfriend is going to therapy to work through those issues. Um, I don't know how healthy it is for her, you know, to be living in that environment while trying to work through those issues because obviously, what can she do? Um, so, you know, I get the whole part about, well, I'll tell them after we move out, like when I'm not in that environment. Anymore. Totally get it. I get, I get that. Um, the, uh, as far as solutions go, I, I, the only thing I worry about is the resentment building because that is what can kill a relationship the, that you, you harbor the resentment. And I don't know if the best solution is, I, I'm always for communication, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know. Sounds Maybe, like they're pretty rigid, though. Well, not to the parents. I'm not talking about going to communicate to her parents, but to your partner. She doesn't want to put 
extra stress on her partner. So she, you're kind of bottling this all in yeah. because you don't want to stress your partner out or put her through um, anything extra or excess or guilt trip her or anything like that. But I think that it's healthy for you guys to at least know each other's feelings on it or at least so that your partner, you're not let you're basically not letting her be a partner to you because you're deciding for her that she can't handle it, that she, that it's too much for her, that it's going to add extra stress and you're not letting her be a partner to you and, and take care of your feelings, you know, and because you don't want to be selfish, that's, that's your reasoning. But in fact, what you're doing is taking away her ability to give you what you need in, in the relationship. True. And that's not fair either. So I would, I would talk to your partner and communicate and, and just preface it with everything like, Hey, I'm not saying this to guilt trip you or make you feel guilty. I'm not saying this to add stress, but I just want you to know how it feels because I don't want resentment to build up. I want us to work through this together. I know this is a tough situation for both of us to go through. And so the only way that we can work through it together is if we put all our feelings on the table and, and just be honest. Like I, I would just be honest with everything and, and say that like, um, because then you neutralize the resentment. You don't, yeah, and that, and that you just at least then she'd be aware of not treating you like you're this dirty secret. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to feel like that. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there's, I don't know how I it would. I would slowly like feel really, really sad if if Steve was constantly pretending like we weren't in a relationship. And clearly, that's you know? happening. So I think yeah. it's time to actually have have a conversation about it. Yeah, at least so that she can be more aware and respectful to your feelings and and take care of you as much as you're taking care of her. So that's that's my opinion on it. Uh, but that's a really tough situation. I'm sorry that you're going through that. That's like, um, it's a long, a long time. And Just and make sure to look your partner in the eyes and be like, listen, your parents are gonna die. I think, that, <laughs> I, think that, I think that's what Nikki was getting at. I think that was pretty good I advice. I didn't know a lighter way to say it. Pretty good advice. But um, your parents have each other and also they're not gonna be there forever. And in your same goes for your kids. Like a lot of people put everything into their kids, you know, families, everything, right? Families, everything. So then they put it into their kids and not their partner. And then, then like your kids are going to go off and marry someone else. Your partner's gonna, your family too, pal. Your partner is supposed to, they're there for you for life or yeah. like that's the intent at least. And in order to like make it a stable foundation so that it can be something for life, there used to be a lot of communication and resentment is the thing that cracks the foundation the thing that just really <clears throat> builds up slowly over time it's like a fucking asbestos it's like a oh, yeah. it's like mold in your in your attic it's like a you know a fungus you want that cleared out immediately you just want to nip it in the bud don't let any resentment build that's stuff that takes a long time to undo if if you can undo it at all later on so Good luck to you. Good I hope luck. that helps. We love you. Thank you. We love you. Thanks for writing. Thanks for listening to the sh- to the show. We love that. Why doesn't your p- person listen to the show? <laughs> Jeez. Maybe she does. <laughs> Chill out. All right. This next one uh, is titled Heartbroken. Please help. Oh, wait. This is pretty long, too. We're just doing long questions. Okay, guys? Can I read it? Deal with it. Yeah. I'll read it. Yeah. People are probably getting sick of my voice. I'm getting sick of my I- voice. I'm getting sick of your voice. No, I'm kidding. Uh... <laughs> Hey, Nikki and Iceman. What's up? Hello. Real quickly, I just wanted to say I love your podcast. This and Big Mood are my faves. Mm-hmm. Chief competitor, thank you. While I'm busy while, I, uh, while I'm busy doing projects. This may be very long and hard to follow. I, yeah, we get it. 
I have been with my husband for eight years, married for two. We were high school sweethearts. My husband joined the military four years ago, has now been out since April. There are moments in time where we took breaks, kind of talked to other people, but always found our way back. Mm. We even took a while, a whole year break from our engagement before we got married because I had doubts about being married at a young age. She was 20, now she's 24. And I found out he was cheating when he was doing training in 29 Palms. Holy shit. During that break, we were supposed to see other people. And although I did, I ended up spending most of the year with somebody Wait, else. was it cheating if they were on a break? This is the friend's question. She, she says she found out he was cheating when he was doing training. Okay. So, so I think that while were... he was in, they were together. Oh, I think. okay. So during that break... We were supposed to see other people, and although I did, I ended up spending most of the year with somebody else, and he didn't see anybody because I think he felt guilty for cheating and mm. didn't want to risk making things harder. Nonetheless, we didn't really take advantage of the time apart. Fast forward, things were great between us, but we decided to have some fun and open our marriage. We became swingers and started off talking about fantasies of him watching me be with other men, and then we experimented in real life, and from there, while living in different states, I was allowed to have sex with other people with rules applied. That way, there are no gray areas on what could be considered cheating and what wasn't. Dang. Wow. That's a, that's a that's way a to go thing. about it. Yeah. I got to get my needs satisfied while still being in love and knowing my husband loves me the same. Until, well, I screwed things up. You see, we live in a large city in Texas, but the community in that, in that is somewhere small. It's somewhat small. So we try our best not to let others know about what goes on in our sexual life, but I'm one of those people that cannot do one-night stands. I have to know someone for a little while and even be their friend before I can go down that road and have sex with them. I need to have some sort of trust with any sexual partner because I worry about STDs. But I decided to talk to somebody we both knew from high school, and I actually have known this guy since elementary school. I didn't have any intention on making this person one of the few friends with benefits, but it kind of happened. And my husband at first didn't feel comfortable, but he agreed to it. L seemed like a reasonable option because I already knew him, he wasn't a creep, and we both know he wasn't the type to kiss and tell. My friend, Frank, not his real name, and I got off really great. We're both Aries, so the sex was fiery, and our sex drives were both on the same wavelength. He honestly was the best sex I've ever had. Shit. Whoa. Then we'd hang out and get drinks sometimes as friends. Then it led to cuddling. Then it led to staying over. Then I caught feelings, and so oh, did he. Oh, shit. By December 2019, I knew I really liked him and cared for him deeply. I felt time was running short because my husband's four-year contract, four contract was ending in March. Then in February, my father-in-law passed. So for the next four weeks, I spent time with my husband supporting him every way I could as his wife. Damn. I thought feelings I had for Frank was because I was lonely. I had no intention of seeing him again, but when he asked me to hang out, I could not say no. By March, when the pandemic happened, we finally admitted our feelings. But he says he knows I'm married, and although my marriage had issues, aside from him, he didn't want to be the cause of our divorce. So we broke up, quote-unquote, for the first time of many times. Whoa. I thought I wanted to work things out with my husband, but I knew we changed too much. That we wanted to be different. That we wanted different things in life. I mean, yeah, been together since high school. A lot fucking changes with your with your brain, dude. From high school, I feel like high school relationships lead to this a lot. Yes, uh, but that's just my opinion. Okay, uh, so from that point on, I began on and off a relationship with Frank. He hurt me numerous times because he was scared of letting his walls down because he had been burned so bad in his last relationship, and he. And he felt I could go back to my husband at any moment, which is completely understandable, yeah, she writes in all caps. That's very true. But by June, he was serious. And he was tired of making excuses wanted to really try. And if he got hurt in the end, then that was a risk he's just going to have to take. This is a juicy one. Like, Isn't this I'm, interesting? I'm, like, I'm, pretty I'm down for it. I think I'm reading long. it really well. Okay. Yeah. I said, okay, let's try. And up until this week, we were officially boyfriend and girlfriend. <gasps> I thought things were going well. I was happy and so in love. But this last Tuesday at three in the morning, I woke up to him asking me who Nate was. Confused, 
because I just woke up and didn't understand what was going on. He asked me again. Before I could answer, he told me to get the fuck out, and we were done. He went through my phone and saw that the week before we started talking again, and before we were official, I had sex with someone for my radio internship. It was a one-time thing. Wasn't even good, TBH. But, but I did it because I was hurt at the time and wanted to feel better. And I explained that to him. But his walls went back up. He mm. called me awful names. A hoe. A bitch. He told me that I couldn't be with somebody who gets fucked and thrown away. He said after all the times we took a break, he never had sex or talked to somebody else. But it, if he did that, he'd throw it in my face. Even said a girl that I used to be close with, close with in high school invited him over to drop acid. And now he regrets not going. He told me I ruined him just like his ex. Mm. He thanked me for reminding him all women are the same. Very oh sensible. God. Very sensible <laughs> response. I told him I loved him and asked him why it couldn't work out. And he said that I would love someone else and the woman he loves is somewhere out there. Except that they're all the same apparently. Right, exactly. Everything he told me was to hurt me and make me feel like I was in the wrong. I felt so gross being kicked out like that at 3 in the morning. As of now, we both blocked each other on everything. Though I know we're probably using burner accounts to look at each other's tweets. <laughs> I don't like Frankie. She's very mature. Yeah. Uh, it really hurts because I spent the last year with this man trying to help him with his mental health, be a friend, show him he's deserving of love and deserve to know what a real, a real mature relationship could be. I think he was looking for the easy way out because he got scared again. Clearly. Yeah. Though I'm now sure he was possibly hiding things from me too. Everyone tells me he was not good for me and I'm aware of that. I'm still hurting. I still love him. I wish I could get better closure than leaving him off this way. My family and friends are also telling me to work on myself. I've jumped from relationship to relationship. I should work on knowing who Mariah is, but I'm scared to be alone. Maybe she said not to use her name. Let me see. She never said it. Okay. Okay, Mariah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm scared to be alone. How do I get over this breakup? What steps do I take to feel okay with being alone? I also worry for him. I know it's not my responsibility, but I know he's going to go back to doing drugs. And I've already picked him up once from the hospital because he almost OD'd on coke. I don't know if I can say no to him if something happens again. Oh, fuck. Boundaries, girl. Mm-hmm. I tried ending this as much as I can to make it short. Well, you didn't. I'm kidding. You're fine. Okay. Thank you so much for your question. That was juicy, man. Really I was intrigued juicy, the well whole written. time. Yeah. Thanks for submitting that. Um, <laughs> you need boundaries, girl. You do. You Really, boundaries is the issue. Um, I do want to know, because it didn't mention in there, are you officially divorced from your husband now? Yeah. I think we need to take care of one issue at a time, because if there's little things still lingering, it, it just will make every future thing messy. Um, my so, girl, I think you need a fucking reset, though. Yeah, a reset for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, let's clear out the old husband, divorce. It's not going to... Don't go back to him. Don't no. go running back. That's not It's not working. Get rid of it. Yeah. You guys are in different places, clearly, and and just too much has happened. Like, there. It's, it's too much of a mess. I don't, I don't think that either of you really want to work it out and be a married couple, but I'm saying you might be tempted to... When going through a breakup like so this. I, I have been in a similar situation to you where I had just gotten dumped by somebody or like we went through a breakup right and then I was like you know when you know when, when we're staying by or whatever I was like hey if you ever need anything I got you mm. right and then I got with you very quickly afterward but then as soon as I got with you it wasn't like if this person called me and was like yo I do need something I would not go to them mm-hmm. and pick them up from the hospital or anything right like that's just a boundary that you have to have you have to you have to be committed to your person you have to take care of your own um mental health too well she's not worth a birth well right I, i'm just saying if she is who, <laughs> yeah. i don't know i don't know what's going on but yeah but um she needs to treat it like that with herself right mm-hmm. where just because this person 
needed the, your, your help or whatever, yeah. like tell them to call the fucking ambulance. They're probably better at dealing with somebody who's ODing anyway. Yeah. Also, that's using you. Like exactly. If if he's only calling you when he needs help or or is you know acting. He gets to destroy you and use you at the same time. He gets yeah. to tell you to fuck off and that you're a hoe and all this shit. And then when he needs help, he knows that you can rely on you because you have feelings for him. And I know you don't want to let him go because it's really hard to let someone go when you still have feelings for them. But you need to have the boundary of, like, you're not allowed to treat me this way. You know, yes. like, if if you mess up or something, there's a, a right way to confront the situation, for him to confront you about it and to talk communicate with you that he doesn't like that you slept with a guy a week before you guys got together there's a way to approach that in a respectful way not just get the fuck out on this stuff and calling you all kinds of names and hurting you that's not a that's not a healthy relationship so i don't think that that's a good thing to save or to try to hold on to he doesn't get to boil you in water and then later on be like hey like i need your help honestly like just from hearing the story i think you got in dick sand as to quote love island season through season three that's dick sand olivia you got in you got you had really good sex yeah and you got trapped by the dick you got you fell into some deep deep dick sand i don't think you're seeing him for the person that he really is Mm. i think your your feelings got attached because the sex was so good and that can happen and you need to like fucking sever it sever like a Medusa snake head. Oh. You need to. I'm well, not with this. Uh, no, but you're just talking dick. That's true. Dicks I, I, I just got that too. I'm there, sorry. Please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thinking of a fucking reek. Yeah. Well, it's basically she's feeling his ghost dick in her, and she's like, "Oh, I miss it so bad. Like, I miss it. I need it. I need I get it. it. Yeah. I fully get it. And and you just need to sever that ghost dick. Makes sense, doesn't it, guys? Yeah. I think we're kicking ass at advice today. I think we're really listen. I'm an expert. We're really killing it. Um, no, but yeah, like you get it. What I'm saying is you need to decide, and I think you know this subconsciously because it came out a little bit in your last paragraph, but you need to decide what the person that you want to be with, um, how they will treat you, like what you deserve to be treated like, and you will not settle for anything less. It doesn't matter how good the dick is. And if you know who you are, you will have the confidence to sift through assholes. Yeah. Like I promise you. You have to be, when you're asking how do I be comfortable with being alone, is you have to be alone first. You It's not comfortable. You sit with the uncomfortability of it first. Yes. Yeah. You. That's how you get comfortable with being alone is you sit with the uncomfortability. You don't try to fill it with other people or substances or um, phone apps or whatever. You fucking get to know yourself. You get to know what makes you happy, what makes you tick. When there's no one else around. You also have to remember that, too, that people like to... There's always two sides of the coin, right? So people always dwell on the, um, well, I'm not worthy of love, clearly, because I have bombed out of two relationships and they don't want me, right? And and, and if instead you look at it like, man, two people really wanted me, right? Yeah. Like, when they met you or you got, they're, you're, they're with you, they got together, they really wanted you. Yep. Like, just because it didn't work out because of other things yeah. doesn't mean it's not it's you that's the problem, right? That's, you have something you're bringing to the table. Exactly. And this guy, Frankie, he's got a lot of issues. He's projecting all kinds of shit. He's looking for something wrong. Like, And 
Women are the same, dude. Come on. All women are. Yeah, exactly. You're projecting on the whole gender. You better than somebody who's like women are the same. And then you know, I know it feels bad. It's like, oh, I got his walls down, and then I made them go back up. I fucked up. Yeah. You didn't fuck up. I put his walls up. You didn't. You didn't nah, fuck dude. up. Nah, dude. You're good, man. You just need to. Yeah, that self discovery. You need to build your own uh, little core of who you are. You're like this non-negotiables box that um, John Kim talks about, the angry therapist. We had him on the show before, but I love this concept of the non-negotiable container yeah. where it's like, you know that like I, Nikki Limo, am a great friend. Mm-hmm. I'm super loyal partner. Mm-hmm. I uh, am a fucking kick-ass cat mom. Yep. And nobody could take those things away from me. Nope. You can't go to me and be like, you're a fucking terrible wife. Like you're yeah. you're so shitty and unloyal. You can't do it. You no. literally can't because it's not negotiable. Yeah. You cannot break through this container. It's right here, and I know these things in there. It's it's just non negotiable. So it's a sense of self. Um. So what you're letting him do is basically you know, tell you what you are, and that's not. He's not allowed to do that. He does not have permission to define you. Um. So you define who you are, and then you don't settle for anyone that sees you otherwise. Boom. Boom. Mic Sucka. drop. Son. <laughs> Send this clip to his bitch ass. Sever that ghost dick. <laughs> there it is. That's, a, that's the summary of that. All right. Good luck out there, Mariah. Yeah, good We luck. love you. We're going to take a break right now. And then we'll come back with some more, some more questions and answers. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to, like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Bly. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> okay, next. Podcast question. How to stay hopeful. Ooh, I like the way he put this. Okay. Description of me. 23-year-old male, almost done uni in my last year. Little to no confidence slash redeeming qualities. Wow. <laughs> Theme of question. Relationship slash dating. Purpose in life slash motivation to live. Compliments. I love both you guys. Y'all are my role models to me in every possible way, and I hope I find a relationship like yours someday. Aww. We love you. We love you. Thank you. Even though you have no confidence. Get that confidence. That was a funny line, though. The way it's, these, I love the way he formatted really this. It was funny. Um, he says, also, I, I checked Steve's channel so often, hoping to God he posts something new. I think his channel's been demonetized, so I can see there's no point in uploading, but just wanted Steve to know he's appreciated. Thank you, brother. Uh, oh, and, this is, and then it says, this was... The above was just some info so you could decide to skip this question if it's too basic or oh already God. been answered Poor a million son times. son of a bitch. We're going to answer you. Don't and worry there's about a t- it. There's also a TLDR at the end. <laughs> I love you, man. Yeah, you're man. funny. You're funny. <laughs> okay. Here, here's the, the body of the email now. Okay. Hi, Nikki and Steve. I'm a guy who's wanted a relationship for some time now but doesn't have what it takes to find someone. I'm just too cowardly slash emotionally stunted slash physically incapable, question mark, to tell a girl that I like them. Sad face. Sad emoji. When the new year started, I felt really motivated to, quote unquote, put myself out there as best as I knew at the time. And I joined a few dating apps, Tinder, Coffee Meets Bagel, Bumble. My soul was swiftly crushed by the lack of matches I received. And I've retried a few times since then with the same success or lack thereof. 
There could be many reasons why I had no matches, bad pictures, uninteresting bio, sheer ugliness. My friends would say I'm not bad looking. Some would dare to say I'm good looking, but they're biased because they love me. I mean, no one with half a heart could call their friend ugly. This is in parentheses. I guess all I can do at the moment is try to improve what I have control over, um, take better pictures, write a bio that attracts the kind of people I want to be with. But a big part of me thinks that if I couldn't find a single relationship in high school slash university or through dating apps, it won't get easier here on out and I'm kind of fucked for life. Personally, I don't see the point of life if I'm going to end up dying alone. Just sounds like a miserable experience to me. To clarify slash reiterate, I think it may come across like I'm saying, oh, I got no matches on Tinder. My life is in shambles. But what I mean is, I've never been liked by anyone, and if I haven't yet, I don't know if I ever will. Oh my god, this is like soul-crushing. TLDR is lonely guy looking for hope and finding love. Regards, John Doe, a newfound Patreon subscriber as of August 2020. Oh my Mommy. god, what, what? Though, depending on what uh, when this is read, it might be long past August. It's not. Well, this episode might be coming out in September, but we're shooting it in August. How about so that? How about that? P.S. Sorry if this was long-winded and poorly structured. I actually spent a long time proofreading this, but I'm kind of a shitty writer. Oh, John, Buddy, I love you so John, much. John, we like you, John. You um, said nobody's going to like you. We like you. I, the way that you wrote all that was beautiful. <laughs> oh, no. Wait. What? There's a new one. There's a new reply underneath this. It's okay. two day, it sent two days later. Okay. On the off chance the previous email does get picked for the Q&A podcast, I've changed my mind and it's no longer a concern for me. Oh, sorry to bother you, John Doe. John, John, I need you to know you are using, loved. We're using it anyway. We're using it anyway cause because I'm sure you're not the only person that feels this way. Exactly. But like, you need to know that you're loved. If not by someone obvious, you know, right in front of your face, you're loved by the universe, okay? Yes. And we love you. So, um, you know... You can't judge your worthiness or lovability by who has taken an interest in you. You're putting you in a fucking app, bro, or 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 yeah, in real life, or in real life, you're putting way too much power in the hands of others. Yes. Instead of valuing your self worth on like who you are, and I know that's the biggest part of your problem. You say is self confidence and self esteem and stuff, and you're right. Like, but you can't. Let's say someone does like you or matches with you. Now you're giving them everything. Yeah. You're giving them the whole power. Like they're, you're now probably going to come off as clingy because yeah, you're you lean so, all the way on them, and you're so like scared of fucking it up or like doing something wrong or whatever. It, it can't be that way. That's not how a healthy relationship survives, and um, it's not how a healthy mental health state survives. You know, so so do yes, do do the work on yourself first. But um, a, 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 a successful and strong relationship is not one person leaning on the other person. It is two people who can lean on each other equally. Right. And, and and that I think I think that right now you feel very flimsy, right? Obviously from your email, and so it's time to strengthen yourself up so that you can be someone else's thing to lean on, right? So that you're leaning on each other. Yeah. And not just a a bendy thing where if they like you one day it's great and the next day if they're not talking to you as much as yesterday you're, like, you're what devastated what i do right so are they you, gonna come back if you is have it a, over if you have a strength of self that is i'm not saying it's even strong particularly but if it, if you have a good like a like a strength of self yeah then you're you're going to be in such a different position when you're talking to people because right. you don't need them to like you or love you or anything you need to work on your self-love and 
kind of the same as the last person. You need to build those non-negotiables within you that can't be taken away. Yes. And you might say to yourself, well, I can't find anything that I like about myself. We just liked your of, writing. Yeah, we liked your writing. I thought it was really funny. I, I really liked the formatting. I thought it was nice, succinct, and it was like... Fun. It was funny. Like mm-hmm. you're so self-aware. I mm-hmm. think you're almost too self-aware. Yes, and that is cr- it's crushing mm-hmm. your your confidence. But you talk about your friends and the way they describe you. It sounds like they describe you as good-looking. What made them like you? You know what? Yeah, they. What, you have friends. You have friends. So like, what? Maybe even ask them. Just in a non-biased. Like, what made you like me? Like, what? Do, what are my good qualities? And really focus on those and believe those. Don't say, well, they're biased because they're my friends. What? They wouldn't be your friends if yeah. they didn't like you for some reason. So take those things and and use them to build who you are as a person, what your strengths are, what you're good at. Work on your weaknesses, sure, um, you know, but like work, you know, work on yourself as and then believe that you are worthy of love, that you are are um, a good person, and that you have strengths that you're bringing to the table. Think about a celebrity that you don't like, okay. My friend, think about a celebrity that you do not like right now. Why do they get to have all the confidence? Okay? Mm. Like, you don't like them for whatever reason you don't like them. Why do they get to have all the confidence, though? Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, if you can, if you could, if you see somebody and you're like, yeah, that person's shitty. Why do they get to be, why, why are they so confident? They're shitty. Yeah. I think it's time to take some confidence for yourself, too. It's yeah. like, no, you know what? If they can do it, I can do it. If they, if, if, if shitty people can win, so can I. Because you you sound like a nice person, and and there, I don't think there's any reason for anyone not to like you. Mm-hmm. you. You just haven't had good matches. It happens all the time. Like maybe you're at university, you're at high school, and there just weren't wasn't good choices around oh. you. Also, I would say give up. So um, this is just something that's really helped me. Is just say give up. Like just go. You know what? I don't even want it. I don't want it. I don't yeah, even give want... up on finding that person. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I want to be single for the next twenty years. I literally said that before we got together. Me too. I was like, I want to be single for 20 years. 20 years. I'm not going to. And I was like 26. So I was like, yeah, 46 hit me up. But 20 years, I don't, I don't, don't even bother. Like just fucking don't even bother. Like we could hook up, we could have sex, but don't even bother. Cause I'm not, I'm not going to be in a relationship because I need too high of standards. I have too high of standards. There's no way you can match them. So. I'm going to be single for 20 years and I'm okay with it. Love it. Okay, so so we hope that you understand what we're getting at, yeah. right? Is that you... You just let it go. Just quit. Stop trying to seek the person because what you're giving off probably is an air of desperation. Not that you even need to hear that because I know you kind of already yeah. know that, which is why you're even embarrassed of your email and you're like, please don't, you don't have to answer this. It's yeah. okay. I got it. But, and this, is just, this isn't even for you, okay, John Doe? This is for someone else that's going through this, okay? Exactly. But let it go. Just like be like, no, I don't want it. I I quit. And then at least you you'll feel a little bit of like you're you have some control over the situation. If you go into something without needing something from the other person, then, then you, you can have be yourself. More power to be you. Yeah. 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 And I think that's what you're missing right now, my mm-hmm. man. And it's okay, by the way. It, it's okay to be in this situation. You 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 you're you're learning. Obviously, you want to learn. Like yeah. so, it's okay to to be in the situation that you're in. It's just time to let's do something about it, right? So. Just st- stop going into it with that kind of lack mindset. Yeah. It's hard. It but is hard, dude. Y- getting very clear on who you are and what you bring to the table is something that will help you for the rest of your life. It's better learned sooner than later. And life is so worth living no matter if you're in a relationship, not in a relationship. Like, like f- be- I know people who have had the shittiest families, like 
being like growing up and they haven't gotten with anybody but they have fucking great friends yeah and they like love life and do all kinds of cool shit and like yeah they go do acid in the forest and shit so like whatever it is that brings you joy man do it with the people that you love and maybe you'll find somebody that you really love you know yeah i think you also probably have anxiety i I didn't see it in here but you did this thing where you said personally i don't see the point of life if i'm going to end up dying alone it just sounds like a miserable experience to me you're projecting so far into the future it's a thing called catastrophe catastrophizing you're spiraling you're like well if this then that and then this and then that and what's the point i don't Everything's gonna everything's gonna explode, and I don't want it. Right. I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. And that's not healthy. Don't spin out. You don't. You don't. The, the the most beautiful thing about life is that you don't know what's gonna happen. No one knows. And I think if you knew, you'd be bored. Uh, you'd be bored to fucking tears, and you would just do something just to have it be unpredictable. Um. So you know, something to keep in mind. It's it's always like that's the fun part of life is that you don't know. You don't know what's around the corner. Exactly. There's a beauty to it. Don't. There's a saying that's like, "Don't quit um, three inches from gold." It's like you're digging, you're digging, you're digging all your life for gold, and then like you're like, "I don't want to live anymore." And then it was like the gold was right there. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. All right. This one says, "I know you're <laughs> gonna tell us to break up, but I'll ask anyway." Good for you for knowing. Yeah. <laughs> so far, we haven't told anyone to break up. Nah, we're doing real good. Except for the ones that were already broken up. Yeah. Hi, Nikki and Steve. The correct order. Ah, my my, my people. Huge fan of the show (laughs) and your relationship. You guys are awesome and deserve all the compliments. Thank Thank you so much. You're so sweet. I would love it if I was kept anonymous and could please get one of those cool nicknames. Much appreciated. All right. Well, we appreciate you. Salamander. Salamander Susan. Oh. Yeah. Imagine a salamander's named Susan. I love it. I feel like she'd be an HR. Anyway, me and my boyfriend are both 23 and have been together for three years. Through our whole relationship, I always felt like I was not as important to him as he is to me. Quick backstory. We were seeing each other when we were 17, but when I said I wanted to be exclusive, he told me he was happy with the way it was and still wanted to talk to multiple people. A month later, he was in a relationship that lasted two and a half years. Wow. Oh, that's... It happens. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. When we got together at age 20, I always felt like I was in competition with his ex as he made it clear that she was his first love. Six months into the relationship, he told me he felt like he was in love with both of us. Oh, my God. You can imagine how this made me feel. But I loved him so much at that time, it made me want to fight harder to be the one that he loved only. Oh, (sighs) no. Yeah. Three years on, we were having a conversation, and his dad said, There is always one person that would have a special place in your heart, one person that you'll love above the rest. My boyfriend said he had two, meaning me and his ex, and laughed about it. It's really sweet. When it comes to spending time together, it seems he isn't really interested. We work together, so we spend a lot of time together. However, he would jump at the opportunity to go on his lunch break with his brother and his girlfriend, who also works in the same office as us pre-COVID, and I was rarely invited. Oh, my God. This His brother's girlfriend never really liked him, um, but my boyfriend would still joke around her with her, almost on the verge of flirting. I've told him how this makes me feel, but he says he likes getting along with his brother's girlfriend. <laughs> I like the flirt. I, I like that like she doesn't like him that much. 
<laughs> and like so good. He's still trying to flirt. After three years together, I feel like he doesn't want our relationship to grow as he is a creature of habit. I almost feel like we are together because it's comfortable instead of it being because I'm the most important person in his life. Even when I mention getting married, not in a rush, I just like imagining it, he gets really annoyed and never wants to talk about our future. Do you think I'm just an overly clinging girlfriend that overreacts to everything? Please, 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 please help me. I know you guys will be brutally honest with me. I love you both. Sally the Salamander. Hey, or, Mark, no, smash, Salamander that Susan. Like, smash that breakup button. Breakup! All right. There it is. Well, there it is. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. Um, Yeah. He, you know, he doesn't love you. And I hate to say that to you, but I think you know. You need to, I think you, you know to hear it. Yeah. In your heart. In your heart of hearts. Because that's not what love feels like. And the fact that he even has to still say he's in love with two people means that he's in love with his ex. This guy's and... a shit. He's in love with himself. Yeah, true. Give me a break. I, I oh, even... I love two people. You need to realize I that I love two people. I don't think he knows what love is, honestly. It, dude, well, if lo- if his version of love is her own personal destruction because he's like, well, I'm splintering my love away or whatever, yeah. then fuck him. This is the same kind of jam of like the other ki- questions of uh, it's you got to just have your what you want to be treated like and don't let don't settle. It just needs to be. But you need to recognize that he's not the only guy out there. Right. I think that you are a, a one track girl you have focused all the way in and zoomed in on this one cat right and mm-hmm. you're like this is my guy so I'm, I'm saying gonna, no matter what I'm gonna z- I'm zig zag whatever he needs me to do I'll duck and cover and, and drill but he's not the only guy out there it's called settling because you're too scared to face the uncomfortability of finding someone new or being alone you know? yeah or dating or all the anxiety that goes with all that stuff yeah and, but so much more worth it oh my god because yeah. imagine spending the rest of your life with this guy if this is three years in What's it going to be like 30 years in? A waste of your time. Yeah. And then you're going to look back and be like, I could have gotten out three years in. You are wasting your time over there. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. I mean, it's better this because what what happens in this timeline of where you continually just stay together just because you don't want to, because it's comfortable and you don't want to lose the years that you put into it, is that you end up getting married to try to save it. And maybe you guys have some a little little zip, a little high because like you got engaged mm-hmm. and then like you got married and then you're back to square one again. Yeah. And you hate it and then it's harder to get out because now it's expensive to break up because you have to get divorced. Your problems will always come back to the surface. And then maybe you have a baby because you try to save it. It just gets it gets worse and worse. It just spirals. And then you you then you find yourself either stuck or having to make really tough decisions that wouldn't have been this tough had you set your boundaries now. If like, it's this bad on. in three years, think about how bad it could be in three more years. Yeah. Like, and then you're like, well, now. I've already spent six years now. So, yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry. But there's better people suited for you. And I want you to be happy. Like, I want you to find that. And you, what you're doing right now is blocking yourself from finding that. But you're not blocking us from hitting the breakup button, and so they're going to hit it again. Breakup! Hell yeah. I love the breakup button. Hell yeah. That's probably the best thing on the show right now, in my opinion. I love it. Good job, Mark. Yeah. Okay. Rejection is the title of this next question. Hello, Queen Nikki and Iceman. Oh, my God. Hello. 
Thank you. Uh, I discovered that I have a fear of intimacy and I'm an anxious, avoidant attacher in relationships. With that, I have been crying a lot about how I don't get invited to parties as much, gatherings, and the loss of friends from social anxiety. It sucks, but no one has ever told me how to behave and do better, and I always feel super weird asking and saying, hey, why am I not invited anymore? Oh, shit. I get it. It's scary, and I worry that it will cause me to be less invited, but I realize that my friends in the past have never said anything, which has made me feel estranged, awkward, and low self-esteem. Have you ever been the awkward girl who can't socialize and say weird things how do you do better at new gatherings in restaurants and parties tips and tricks love you guys xxx um yeah i felt this way for sure like yeah I you feel this way it. often uh yeah I, I, well you know since i've narrowed down the circle of friends like who True. i care about getting invited to things it hasn't been a problem because it's like we all just talk openly and like it's not a big Everyone's like on equal footing. Yeah. We're like, hey, you want to come over? Okay, yeah, cool. Um, and if people were just leaving me out, I would be like, oh, I, you guys aren't my friends. Okay. Yeah. Um, but this has definitely happened uh, before, and no one told me why I was wasn't getting invited to parties anymore, and then or to like gatherings. We didn't like party in middle no. school, but like you know, gatherings like different people would hang out and I'd find out that they hung out on the weekend and I wasn't invited and stuff and it sucked. And then when they finally did tell me, they said I was annoying, but they didn't tell me like what was annoying. So then I just got it's super- a note. It's an all-encompassing right? note. And then I just got super introverted, like super not share. I didn't want to annoy anybody. So I just didn't know how to talk. Like, I, And then that made me the shy, awkward girl. Um, and I felt very inhibited, and that made me you have even lower self-esteem and get invited less places, and it spirals, you know? Um, so, kind of similar to the relationship questions, you just have to figure out, like, who you are and be like, this who I am, and if you accept me, then cool, we're, we could be friends or we could be in a relationship, and if you don't accept me, then we weren't meant to be friends, you know? And you just kind of yeah. have to look at things like that, and it does suck getting rejected and left out it really sucks because you're like what do they have that i don't you know yeah it's really just one of those things where if people are going to be that shitty you don't want to be friends with them anyway yeah I, I just think it's that at the end of the day like but but i'm not immune to constructive criticism like no if, of course not if there's something that's like well you always interrupt us or you always interrupt people or, and i'm like oh okay oh, shit i didn't i'll be more conscious of that and i won't interrupt people it's, it's like something to focus on and work on but when someone's just generally like well we don't like your personality I'm yeah. like, well, I can't. Can't do much about can't it. Can't do anything about that. So, um, yeah. Also, yeah. If you're, you feel like you're awkward, but I promise you, it's sort of like the, the analogy where a shark is just as afraid of people. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people are afraid in social situations. I know sometimes that you know people don't think this about me, but like I, I actually get anxious during small talk. Mm-hmm. Me too. I, I just, I just do. I don't, I don't really feel anxious very much but for some reason small talk just makes me go like i gotta get the fuck out of here yeah because it's just so um surfacey yeah blah blah that i just can't hang with it sometimes i'm not so, getting any information from this that's useful later on and yeah i don't i'm kind of like spending energy giving you information that's not useful to you to anything it's and like so, a, it's like we're all we're just eating doritos together it's yeah. a big big waste of calories and everything mm-hmm. so <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, conversation calories. Yeah, it's like, it's so right. I just feel my brain cells burning or something. Like, I just feel for both of us. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, let's put 
let's put this dog down, please. It's in pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and that's how I feel about the conversation. So it's not just you. Like everyone, I think a lot of people feel awkward in conversations and stuff. Yeah. Just know that you're not as odd as you think you are, right? True. And you could also, also, you could be odd, but it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. Because you're building yourself up like, I'm so awkward, I'm so awkward, I'm so awkward. And now you are being awkward because you keep telling yourself that you're awkward. So just focus, focus less on what, if you, when you're in a social situation, focus more on listening to the other people. That helped me out a lot. If you want tips yeah. and tricks, like real life tips and tricks, if you're at a gathering or a dinner, ask the other person questions, but not small talk questions. Like really listen to what they're saying to you. So like if I ask Steve, um, you're like, oh, so what do you do? Because I'm just, I've just met him. And he's like, oh, I'm an entertainer. I do a podcast. I'm like, oh shit, what's your podcast about? And he's like, oh, we, we do this. And it's like, oh, have you ever had that? Like ask specific questions yes. now to that situation, not just in general, like, whoa, well, how's the weather in LA? Or, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. just get, get more like, or, or even like the podcast question. Oh, yeah. what's that like? Right. Like I'm like with Kelly Ripa or something and she's like, what's it like working with XX person? And it's just like, fuck sakes. Mm-hmm. Like I I just want to, yeah, it's like trying to talk about what actually interests you. Right. Not just asking a question that you think they want to be asked. Yeah. Like, yeah, more just like, I, I don't know, what's a question interesting to me? More like thoughts and feelings and perspectives. Perspectives is really what it yeah. is, what is interesting to me. But where is it going, right? So in, in the conversation, like if I ask Nikki, like, um, even what what man, the weather's been crazy. It's been hot out here, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it, like, what actually interests you about that? If you're gonna bring that up, mm-hmm. like, if you can find an interesting thing about why how hot it is is driving you fucking crazy because your your air conditioner um, doesn't work and your cats are sleeping next to you and it's so hot. Like now it's kind of funny, right? Yeah. And, and like you're just finding a way to build on top of this boring mess that you have. Yeah. And make it more about who you are as a person so that you provide insight. Another tip is listen to a lot of podcasts, including shit they don't tell you. Um, I get like I, I don't listen to podcasts per se, but I listen to like um, YouTube short, like 10, 15 minute video podcast clips. And it, they're interesting conversation starters. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear a little bit of information. You're like, oh, that's interesting. And then you could take it to like a dinner party or whatever. Like, oh, I just heard that, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, like recently the one I listened to this morning was all about how um, how not to, how too many people are trained to work for money. And like their whole, they're taught that the that life is about the destination. So you're just so mm-hmm. focused on like, you know, was saving for retirement and like having this, you know, life and get, how do I get rich or how to make money and like, oh, well, I can't do what I want to do, which is like be an artist because that doesn't make money. So I can like, do it what later. can I? Yeah, and instead you just work to pay bills to go back to work, and you get you get trapped in this cycle of misery. Yes. And we've talked about this before, but like you just get trapped in the cycle of misery, and you never really get to um, find happiness and. Uh, instead to think of life like a dance, like the dance isn't about the last step of the dance. It's not about getting to the end of the dance. The dance is about the dance. Mm -hmm. So life is about the dance. And when you get to the end of it, you're going to like too many people get to the end of it and realize they were supposed to be dancing the whole time. But instead they were trying so hard to get to the end of it. Love it. Yeah. Which is so interesting. See, what if you brought that up at a dinner conversation? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it is. It's like a little nugget where you're like, huh? 
well, I think this about life, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's kind of like this. And then you talk to the person, you get their insights on things. Maybe they heard something fucking interesting about a life journey or like some shit. And yeah. then you start talking and maybe you find out you have similar favorite authors. And then you're like, oh shit, you like Wayne Dyer, I like Wayne Dyer, like, or whatever. And then, you know, con- that's a more meaningful conversation Yeah. than, um, so, uh, what are you ordering for dinner? Oh God. <laughs> Right, just ruins my, <laughs> oh, just ruins my mood thinking about that. Yeah. Uh, also, too, real quickly for the anxious out there, I um, if you go into a situation thinking about the stakes of the situation, like a conversation, yeah, you're building it up a little bit and making yourself nervous for something that's pretty mundane. Yeah, you're thinking about the end result again. Think about the dance. You're just dancing. And and just be present in the moment with the other person. I know it's not easy for people if you have anxiety, but I'm saying mm-hmm. if you can just try to focus on being present. Yeah. And or, being on the at the tip of your tongue. Or on listening. Actually yeah. listening to what they're saying rather than thinking of the next thing that you should be saying. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, if you're interested in that video clip that I was just talking about, Alan Watts. Alan Watts is who was talking about that. And it was on a it was on a channel called After School. School is spelled S K O O L. And it was about, uh, what was the title of the video? Uh, I don't remember. But nice. look up Alan Watts. There you they go. Have, he says great things. Like the whole, they have a lot of different speakers on that channel, which is great. But um, Alan Watts is great. Same. Anyway, we're at the end of our episode now. Yeah. I did have one more question, but I'm going to save it for the next one. So you don't get to know it yet. Hell yeah. And if you have a question, please submit it to podcast at Nikki.Limo. Uh, we, check the, we check them on this show. I don't really read them beforehand. Um, so so we keep it real and there's raw. that it's real and raw real and raw yep. like those ghost sticks hell chop yeah them off chop all of them off <laughs> great closing all right also please rate us if you like this show it, helps it really so helps us much. out a lot if you're listening and you haven't rated us please do it it helps so much thank you yeah also hope- share this podcast with your friends family anybody yeah anyone that could use some nuggets during dinner conversation yeah maybe they'll find some helpful nuggets here yeah there it is. you'll never know maybe you think we're boring but Maybe they'll think we're interested. That's just your opinion, okay? <laughs> also, uh, big shout out to our Patreons. We yeah. appreciate all you guys. We do an extra show on there called Shit They Don't Tell You After Dark, where me and Nikki get very personal. Yeah. I actually cried last night on doing After Dark. You did. I cried too. Yeah, you did. We both cried. It was good. We're a little bitch. It was a good After Dark. Yeah, it was very After Dark. There it is. And uh, we do another thing called We Just Woke Up, where we do some morning chats we're right upon waking up it's like stream of consciousness anyway go check it out patreon.com slash sticky and we will see you next time thanks everybody bye bye swimsuit check sunscreen check phone charger check don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.